Hey, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Kiss Army, Thomas Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Not the Shout It Out Loudcast. Not Shout It Out Loud. Shout It Out Loudcast. We're just going to change our name. Everything's changing next year. Everything. The show, the logo, everything. Fuck it. Uh, the host. Yeah, the host. The whole thing's changing. It's gone. Episode 146. Freedom the Rock Tour. Hooray, <laughs> dude! I'm just excited right now because now we're, we're we're we are officially into counting days to the cruise, not months, not weeks. We can't, yeah, days, days, days now. now. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, another uh, tour episode, yes, uh, and one that we went to, which is always nice. Oh yeah, absolutely, good time. Yeah, so. Let's take a look at what we did last week, Tom, and how the poll came in first. All right. So we did Breaking the Band, the original series on the Reels channel, (laughs) (laughs) R-E-R-I-Z-Z-O, R-E-E-L-Z channel. Uh, We did the Kiss episode hosted by the great D. Snyder, who uh, was pretty cool. He retweeted our episode. That was kind of cool. Uh, so the poll was, this was like open season here. Tons of comments, of course, but we, we decided to throw it out there. What do you think contributed most to the eventual breakup of the original four? And again, the ace cult comes out. This is beautiful here. So your options were Peter's drug use or ego, Ace's drinking and attitude, the solo albums, or Paul and Gene's overall feelings towards Ace and Peter. Of course, Paul and Gene's feelings towards Ace and Peter won with 48%. Then Peter's drug use and ego was <laughs> close behind at 35%. Solo albums at 9%. Guess what came in last? Ace's drinking in his attitude, 8%. Ace called, oh, this wasn't Ace's fault. Ace didn't have anything to do with the breakup. Oh, it's Ace. It's Peter. <laughs> Peter got 35%. Ace got 8 <laughs> Oh. Love you guys, but come on, man. Well, I'm just going to try to fly through some comments here because we got a ton. This could have been an entire episode, which maybe it will be. Um, Agent Provocateur says, I think we have a good question, but wrong answers. Beth is the reason. It fueled Peter's ego and substance abuse issues, which ultimately worked towards extreme animosity. Ace stuck around a while. Okay. Thanks, Paul Stanley, for that answer. Yeah, exactly. Uncle Paulie, I'm thinking after a few years, Gene and Paul seem to be working the hardest for the band. I'm sure they got tired of splitting everything four ways and equally decided to separate from rock stars to businessmen. I wouldn't blame them if that was the case. I would do the same. Oh, and we ha- well, here we go. Vincent, don't call me Roman Maroney is back to comment. 
It was both Peter and Ace's issues, but if Peter had been able to stay and get himself together, Ace might have not been next. But I think the musical direction of Unmasked and Elder contributed to Ace jumping ship. All right, that's a good one. Party Man, Paul's jealousy towards both of them. Ace, because he was better, the better musician, had the best solo album and hit song. And Peter, because of the success he had with Beth, Paul certainly is not the nice guy he always pretends to be. Uh, let's see here. Dave G both Peter and Ace's contribution to the breakup were the reason for these departures from kiss. Peter wanted to get married to pursue other things. And Ace wasn't happy for the band's direction. I don't know if that's why Peter left, but Brian Krizel, I feel the solo albums led to a lot of it. Once Ace outsold the two biggest egos, it was a vendetta. Ooh. Uh, Sean grief. It's a tie. The first two Ace and Peter drugs and booze. Uh, Mike Reese, both Ace and Peter dug the holes they put themselves in then and now. You can do little to no work or effort and expect to be treated equal. I know you guys shit. <laughs> this is great. I know you guys shit on Paul sometimes. <laughs> we do? No. But he has been the only one who hasn't let Kiss fall by the wayside for something else. Yeah, we acknowledge that. You could. Both things are true. We shit on Paul, and we're glad he's around to save the band. Um, let's see. Brian Strutter. Where's Ace and Peter's substance abuse and attitude? That's the answer. No opinions necessary. <laughs> and then somebody goes, well, your opinion seems to be all important. Brian Matwa. Ace was a classic drunk. That made him better. Oh, boy. JC. Instead of Mr. Speed, they should have called it Mr. Sensitive. Paul can never let anything go. Go ride your dumb bike and tell us how we should live our lives. And then Brian Strutter commented, you go work with a lazy drunk and an angry cokehead and come back and tell me it's great. Oh, see, that's when the comments started to go off the rails, which is what we like. So thank you for that. Then we'll get into a few episode specific comments here from the breaking the band thing. I almost said breaking bad. Sean Hammond, great episode. I love the cheap behind the music type documentaries. A few photos, the rotated and one line voice clips from ancient interviews. Good times. Yeah, that is true. And then JR posts a video of Ace saying, where's where's my mellow yellow? <laughs> mellow yellow is now going to be the official sponsor of Shout It Out Loud. I hope that's on the cruise. I hope they have. Give me a mellow yellow. And if you're out of that, give me a fountain cola. <laughs> You guys have any fucking tab? I'm looking for Fanta grape. <laughs> uh, I love Rich says, I love breaking the band. The kiss episode was probably my favorite. It's objectively terrible TV, but it's still good. Mindless TV for the times at which you need it. The reenactments are hilariously bad and add to the cheese factor, but that's fine with me. Cynthia Hutchins. I love that episode. Twisted Sister and Kiss are my two favorite bands. All right. Ken and Satan Service. This is now one of my favorite episodes from you guys. Your imitations of the band during the bottle incident and Peter backstage hurling insults was hilarious. Great job. Ace, you're a drunk. No shit. What else you got? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then we got the (laughs) most. We got. This totally random, disconnected thing from some guy from (laughs) some Asian guy that posted (laughs) something like it says a cheerful new year. And it looks like he's it looks like he's posting like a suicide video or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
then Uncle Paulie goes, I'm pretty sure Young Hong Hee instantly became a shout out loud cast legend with this. <laughs> Young is, uh, his bo- I-, I spotted him on a different post earlier yes. today. He is now just, I-, I mean, I get like, you know, you want to put your shit up, but why do you have a fucking like deheading background? Right. Of, <laughs> as your fucking photo. It looks like someone's going to dehead him. Right. I, well, and then and then and then our buddy Costa posted something. <laughs> he found another tweet from him. So I'm going to save the best line for last. So he's posting something about a property. It's like get in touch today and find more about this property, London's brightest neighborhood, white city living. <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? Then Costa says, if anybody is looking to live in a white city, Ying Yong is your man. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that is, but I have a feeling it's some kind of fucking bot. Kiss podcast. Oh, my God. Anyways, that's Twitter. What what do you got? Uh, Let's quickly. On Facebook, you put a picture of Webster up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the book of face. Um, And on Loudcasters, the group page, we have Scott Sunders says, just downloaded the Reels app to watch before listening. Never heard of this show. LP Starlino Uh-oh. says the reenactment of the bottle fight has absolutely floored me. Maybe the hardest times I've laughed on the show. And then you jumped in with unintentional comedies off the charts with those reenactments. And he wrote, I hope steroid Stanley and mongoroid gene are permanent fixtures. Mongoroid. Nice. LP Storlino is on a fucking continuous roll. Uh, Tom sent something to me earlier in the week, and he's like, I think he might be the first inductee to the Shout It Out Loud cast virtual Hall of Fame. Yeah, we might have to have like we'll see what happens with the holiday season. We we might we might have a, a Shout It Out Loud cast Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame will have like five inductees the first year or something. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. Maybe one celebrity guest. And then a couple would be like podcaster friends and then fucking Hall of Fame uh, listeners. And instead of getting like a gold jacket or something, you get like a two liter of mellow yellow. (laughs) (laughs) And and a copy of the last Tracy Lord's porn. Oh, careful. Careful, Zeus. Yeah. Well, when the one that she did with. uh, uh, the the Stonehill legendary John Holmes greatest hits video where uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure. I think it was her that was getting bombarded with like 15 cocks in her face. And she was going, I was drunk off of cock. <laughs> Tracy. I love you. The Academy award winning adult film. Oh, another legend. How about Tori, what's her face? Oh, Tori Wells. Oh. We've we've talked. We've sung the praises of Chameleon. Oh, oh. you you think you've seen great movies? You talk about Citizen Kane and The Godfather. You haven't seen anything until you oh. see Chameleon. And fucking the hose fucking squirts by Peter North. The P, the Peter North. <laughs> Peter North's not undefeated team. Undefeated floor hockey team, the Peter North, the greatest sports team name in history, the Peter North Stars. Oh, he fucking Pittsburgh platted 
fucking Tory Wells. I told you was, he could. He, what was the blonde's name again? Victoria Vic- Paris. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Dude, even our porn stars are dying of old age. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's too bad. Oh. I think Tori Wells is still with us. I don't know how, I think, but I think she's still wiping off some of the sperm from oh, yeah. her eyes. Yeah, the poor oh. thing. The poor thing looks like a glazed donut. For God's oh. sakes, you can't. Peter North destroyed her. <laughs> how does this happen? How do we go from point A to point Z in the middle of a comment? That might go into shouted out loud cast video high uh, Hall of Fame moments. Maybe we'll have like a maybe we'll have like a celebrity inductee and it'll just be the cast of Chameleon. <laughs> we'll have a like MTV movie awards, best kiss, best load explosion. What sort of things have you done work wise? In the Kazakhstan, I was a make ice. I was a gypsy catcher. Also, I work with animals. Animals in what respect? I uh, make them have an explosion for liquid for make more animals. Oh, okay. I uh, speciality is a camel. I can uh, pull a camel for in less than 20 minutes for him to have a liquid explosion. Okay. I can do goat very easy. In a less than a minute, thinking in anus. Okay. Is it? Peter North with the explosion on uh, fucking Christy Cannons and uh, it's Canyon. Don't I, dis, I, don't make, don't I mess know up. No, it is. It's my girl. And uh, fucking Corey Wells, there, whatever. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Pornhub Podcast. <laughs> God, Unbelievable. Anyway, this is what happens. I love it. Yes. Uh, Stephen Wood asked if anyone could watch in Australia. So if somebody can, please respond to Stephen Wood. Yes. I don't please. know how you could watch it. Now, over on YouTube, Pete Staros. I noticed that every time Zeus does the over on YouTube, Tom always cracks up very quietly. <laughs> yes. Also, do you guys listen to heavier stuff like Megadeth? Slayer, Cannibal Corpse, Cradle of Filth to do an album review. Okay, I'll answer that. I like a little bit of Megadeth. That's about it. I don't like Slayer. Cannibal Corpse is hilarious because they're just horrible. Cradle of Filth, they have a cool band name. They're horrible. We don't get that hard and heavy on uh, ARC. I, I, I I like some Anthrax. I like some Megadeth. That's about it. I like Pantera. I don't know if any of them are ever going to see ARC, but we'll we'll see what happens. I just look at it as like there's so many shit that me personally wants to get to. I can tell you right now, I would never pick any of those. I don't even have any albums by any of those bands. I don't right. have a greatest hits by any of those bands. I never even heard of two of those bands. Right. So I won't pick them. I don't know if you got Tom's kind of answer. I can tell you right now, the chances of Sonny picking them are nil. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, no. You heard, I, you heard, you heard bad English. He ain't listening to Cradle of Filth. Yeah, it's not <laughs> happening. Anyways, Patent Diorama. Haven't seen this show, but sounds like they were trying to cash in on Amy's biography. I would like to see it just for those reenactments. Maybe one of those dudes will get a part in the official biopic. Great episode, guys. You guys are a lot funnier than Three Sides. 
Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Thank you. Appreciate that. But uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and if you see the watermark on the side. <laughs> yeah, well, if I get a poster or two, I'll go to my Facebook group. A couple uh, posters. I'll be on the cruise signing my posters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. You're out of here. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but fuck off at the same time. <laughs> Tom, what do you got? Uh, let's see. We're going to go through a couple emails here. Uh, we got an email that is not, it's not episode specific, but uh, it is from a fellow Patreon. And he just wanted to let us know that he was going to see Kiss for the first time. And he was excited to let us know. He said that Tommy was amazing. Gene was a beast. Eric had some pep. Paul was good, but at sometimes it didn't even seem like he was playing the guitar. Overall, best concert I've ever seen. Brian, that's awesome. Glad you had a great time. Good stuff. And that's funny that you say that because yeah, this is a good se- else, yeah. this is a good segue to a comment me and Zeus were talking about before we hit record. <laughs> Somebody on the Loudcasters Facebook group goes, "Going to see Kiss tonight," and I'm not really excited. And I think it's because I've been listening to Shout It Out Loudcast. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. No, we, we, look, we're going on the goddamn kiss cruise. So, I mean, you know what we think of the band. Um, but let's see a couple. And then our then our buddy uh, Anthony Barone, also a fellow uh, fellow Patreon, sent us a picture of the painter doing his uh, kiss painting on stage as the opening act. Uh, and then we got an email, a nice long one from Graham Richley. I'm just going to sum this up because uh, he doesn't necessarily want us to read it word for word, Um, but it was, it's, it's pretty good. You know, he, Graham's a great fan of the show. Always, always is passionate with his comments. Um, And he, he does have a lot to say about this. I'm glad that he could see it. uh, And he commented on that. So Graham, thank you for the email. We we won't read the whole thing, but just want to acknowledge that you sent it. And uh, thank you for being a loyal listener and fan. So that's it. Just a few emails this week, Zeus. All right, uh, and then I'll wrap it up right now with this from Mark Stewart. Going to be honest, I wish Kiss would have ended it midway through their farewell tour, mainly so Peter could go out with a bang instead of coming apart at the seams towards the end. Instead, Paul and Gene decided to carry on and become that scene in Seinfeld where Jerry and Elaine <laughs> stayed too long at a party while waiting for Kramer to pick them up. Gene and Paul are Jerry and Elaine, and I'm the host, <laughs> waiting for Kramer. Worst case scenario, Kiss 2.0 is Jerry and Elaine asking the hosts if they can sleep on their couch because Kramer never showed up. Where, oh, where is Kramer? In other words, I want to remember Kiss is the greatest band on the planet, not a band that just won't go home so I can go to bed. Wow, that is fantastic. Thank you for that great comment. Mark Stewart from YouTube, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. Hey, anytime a comment of the week there, you're going to throw in Seinfeld. You you have a chance of being the comment of the week there. So that's fantastic. Thank you. And it's a perfect analogy. It's great. And uh, we appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah. Great job on that, Mark. Thank you yep. very much. And Tom, before we move on and we uh, go over to Kiss World, we like to give a shout out 
to our Patreon family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon is uh, the app where people can come join and help out the show. They become a member and there's four different tiers. And amongst the tiers, there are different things that you guys get from us. And uh, it's been fucking awesome so far. I can't explain it. Uh, it's the, the communication, the laughs, the jokes, uh, the feedback has been awesome. And actually this week, we want to thank personally Tom's favorite, Michael Murphy is a new Patreon subscriber. Um, Michael is a big fan of the Eagles and Tom, uh, (laughs) my host. Well, he's a fan of one of those two. And Michael, we really appreciate this. Thank you very much for joining. We hope you like it. Um, We think uh, that you'll have a blast with the group and uh, we can't thank you enough. Absolutely. Thank you to everybody, all the patrons. Uh, every week, you guys are amazing. And uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we're filled with gratitude for everything that you guys do. And a special shout out to this week to Michael Murphy. Thank you for joining the Patreon family. Much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. The, the great part about it is, is, Tom, before the cruise, we wanted to make sure that everybody that knew is new that got their uh, stickers and T-shirts and all that stuff. Yep. And uh, a lot of people are, are you know, telling everybody, yeah, I got it. And they're posting them online. We love when you guys do that. Thank awesome. you. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. And uh, I, we, we, we love our Patreon family. Absolutely. No, it's great. You guys get that stuff. Share it, whether, whether you're buying it or you're getting it as being a Patreon member. Share it online. It's, uh, it's great for us to see. It's great for other people to see the cool stuff that's out there. Yeah, we love that when you guys do that. So if you get uh, a shout out Loudcast T-shirt, uh, album review crew T-shirt from uh, Click T-Shop, we have our link everywhere. Uh, we always uh, put it on the episodes. If you're looking for a shout out Loudcast shirt of any kind, uh, please, if you get it, put the tag us and put it online. We love posting that stuff up. Um, as a matter of fact, Tom, one of our Patreon guys, uh, Scott from Australia just sent us a nice long email. Mostly it's a question, but yep. I just want to acknowledge Scott, who's a blast. We're like, Scott, what's the address in Australia? It's like, ah, oh, it's going to cost you more to ship it than the stickers. Are. I'm like, what's the address in Australia? Exactly. I'm the one asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> if I like your answers, then we all can. Well, if this work is not your son, right? Because yeah. I last night I fucked them up. Good. You hear me? <laughs> I fucked them up. John. Yes. I'll be the one asking the questions. And then he asks him his name. Okay. What's your name? John. John what? John Musachia. Musachia? Musachia. What's your name? My name is John. John what? John Musachia. Musachia? Yes, that's right, sir. Musachia. The best is the guy. He says, John. John Musachia. Musachia? Yes. Yeah. Musachia. And then he goes. You can hear him talking to himself, writing it down. It's Musachia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you helper will be your helper. <laughs> My God. He just wants to get the story and that he beat somebody up. This That's helper it. is not your son, is he? No, no, no. The last guy I worked with, I fucked him up good. You hear me? <laughs> Anyways, John Musachia is another fucking legend with us. We love Oh, my God. 
Yeah. So. Classic. All right. Let's go over to Kiss World, Tom. What do we got there? Okay. So the big news that broke um, a couple days ago, uh, unfortunately, was some sad news in Kiss World. And that was the passing of uh, Fran Stuber, who is uh, Paul Stanley's longtime guitar tech. 52 years old, died of COVID-19. And according to Kiss, uh, the entire crew was vaccinated. Um, Fran worked on every Kiss and Paul Stanley solo tour show since 2002. Uh, he also appeared on an episode of Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, and he also did some work with Hart and The Offspring, uh, one of Zeus's favorite bands who Woo-hoo! I can't fucking stand. Um, and also, Fran is also known to, and that'll f- uh, feature into the our Freedom to Rock uh, review here, is that he was known to do uh, the introduction of You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best for uh, the beginning of, of the Kiss concert. So uh, our condolences out to Kiss and Paul Stanley in, in particular, and uh, rest in peace, Fran, uh, way, way too young for something like that to, to happen. So uh, rest in peace and thoughts with the, with the Kiss Army for that. I know there were a lot of people online, especially people on the cruise uh, that say that he was a great man, uh, very friendly with the fans. So that, that that is a big loss. And you could tell that Paul was just uh, struck very, very hard by that. So um, and then in some other kiss news, we have our buddy Gene Simmons from kiss. By the way, I cannot wait to see Craig gas on the cruise so he can do that for us. Um, Gene Simmons. Uh, it's not good enough that the star child uh, does art. Uh, we know that Gene does, and Gene's doing his first ever art exhibit. Uh, it was supposed to be last week on October 14th, uh, but according to uh, the news online, it's actually happening tonight, Thursday, October 21st, um, at the Venetian Animazing Gallery, uh, which I guess that is in Vegas or something. I don't know. It says Venetian, so I'm thinking so, Yeah. Um, he said, I, then Gene goes, I started doodling and drawing when I was eight years old as a teenager, I had hundreds of illustrations published in fanzines created by, and for sci-fi and comic book enthusiasts. So I don't know. Good luck yeah, to Gene. He, he always did. Yeah. I, I oh, yeah. believe he has the talent because he was into comic books and Correct. horror stuff like that more yep. so than Paul. And right. he's probably like, motherfucker yep. has made that his thing. Yep. And so I bet you Gene's like, you know. I, if he can do it, I can sell to the Kiss Tarts. I mean, uh, the Kiss Army. I'm going to show you how the big boys do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Kiss Tart, <laughs> lay down 15 grand for this. <laughs> Go ahead. For this Picasso-like photo I painted of me and two fat chicks spread, ac- <laughs> spread across the bed of a Motel 6 in 1978. And for a lesser, more affordable price, here's a picture of Garfield I drew in the third grade. I don't have enough money, Gene. Sell your house and buy my painting. You, the fan, need to do that now. Also, Gene Simmons in the news, it reminds me of that, uh, that, that clip where it's like... Uh, you know, he's, what was it? What, it was Chris Rock. He's like, you ever see that 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 store on the corner? It can never stay open. It's always grand opening, grand closing. That's Gene Simmons with his Vegas house because it's he's been there for less than a year and it's already on the market for fourteen million. So I don't know what's going on with that, but sounds like maybe his family wasn't too pleased with the uh, with with the whole setup. So that's on the market now. Yeah. 
Uh, Ace is still taking photos of his socks. Bah! Did you see? Uh, speaking of the loudcasters, you guys are fucking. You got. You guys are the Go best. Ahead. I was just gonna no. I was just gonna speak into the suck. Somebody in the loudcasters was was great, and forgive me for not remembering because the loudcasters group is on fire lately. Somebody said, "Wouldn't it be great if Zeus? If Zeus? <laughs> wouldn't it be great if Zeus? Wouldn't it be great if Ace is trying to take a selfie of himself, but he doesn't know how to use the friggin' camera on his iPhone, so he's actually taking pictures of his socks instead?" <laughs> ah. Oh, and uh, our good friend, Mr. Pandemic Paul, made a, a, a quick brief cameo, Tom. <laughs> it might be. And I think, what was the word you used? His worst Twitter pre- pre- post ever? What was pre- it? Pretentious. Could you please read that tweet for all of us lucky listeners? You're talking about the one that Paul did. Okay. So I started eating this awesome, complex, spicy, rich, farful dish. And immediately wanted to send my compliments to the chef. But it was me. <clears throat> and it's a picture of pasta. Paul, we know the box says farful or however you want to pronounce it. Uh, what would you call that, Tom? It's called bow tie pasta. You fucking putts. <laughs> okay. And what you made here, complex. It is pasta with sauce and cheese. Okay, that's about as complex as a school lunch. So don't, don't forget the cherry tomatoes. It looks like you put oh, in. Yeah. You like the cherry tomatoes? <laughs> $2,000? Yeah. For what? For a small box of potatoes. Of potatoes? Yes. I don't need potatoes. I need just tomatoes. I'll give you tomatoes, and then you give me 2000 for the box of potatoes. Good. Okay? Okay. I don't need it, Buck. I just need a, a box what? of potatoes. I don't need it, the tomatoes. What you, I'll give size? you the <laughs> what kind of size? I'll give you three hundred dollars and you. Can... Okay, what? we got a deal. What what kinds? I pickle they. I pickle they. I pickle. You know, I pickle they. <laughs> <laughs> one of our favorite fuck of all time. You, you can't say cherry tomato in a sentence and not expect <laughs> yeah. a friggin' five minute tangent. That one has some of the best lines. Oh Anytime God. somebody says on that, from where? He calls him. He calls the guy. The guy picks up and he makes it want to seem like he called him. Good afternoon, Jack's Pickles and Peanuts Pumps. Who's this? From where? <laughs> Jack's Pickles and Peanuts Pumps. <laughs> the poor How guy is you? so confused on the other end. The guy goes, Jack's the Pickles what? and Peanuts He goes, Jack's Pickles and Peanuts Pumps. How may I help you? <laughs> you might need a damn penis pump to see one of them. Jack's Pickle from Penis Pump? <laughs> this is Jack's Pickles and Penis Pumps. Jack's Pickles from Penis Pump? Right. Oh, we are anyways. off the fucking rails today. But now, but now, but back to Paul's tweet. So, and I know that people, you know, look, you know our show. I'm going to say it again for, for the people in the back. 
we love the band. We're going on the flipping kiss cruise. <laughs> but the comments here, I mean, this is what I love. This is how I could tell people listen to the show. So King Kusano, who comments all the time, he comments, it was ace. That's like his, that's his only comment on the thing. And then like, it, it's just, Paul, this is amazing. Oh, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. It looks like oh, <sighs> super fan definitely jumped in. Oh, super fan, like literally soiled himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then this is great. <laughs> Some guy goes, I know what you mean. I do this all the time. Take a look at this pancake. I just made and some kid took a picture of a burnt pancake that he made. <laughs> um got olive oil here. Put a little in your pan. Yeah, yeah. And you wanna throw in your prosciutto. Oh my god. And then and then one of the greatest compliments we've ever gotten was jc and Stuart h jc goes please please discuss this on the next episode Stuart h goes i had two thoughts when i referred, when i saw this tweet number one oh for fuck's sake number two shout it out loud cast is gonna love this <laughs> I, listen paul i pat you on the back but your hand is in the way oh um, old, complex awesome spicy <sighs> compliments to the chef but it was me <laughs> it was me it was eighth <laughs> Oh, is God. it A C E? No, it's A T H E. It was eighth. It was eighth. Oh, and get oh. ready. It's well, going to be wait, 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 wait. Oh, We're go not ahead. Done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Now he has to jump in because you know how Paul is. He has to engrace himself. Oh no! What or, happened? Or, or that, put what something I miss? on somebody else's talent and try to fucking oh yep absorb it for himself. Adele's YouTube video. Big fan of Adele's voice. Her tone, control, and delivery of a lyric is so deep. Best out of the UK since Dusty Springfield. Check her out. Oh, okay, Paul, I should check out Adele? Wow, she she must feel like a new up-and-coming artist. It's an underground that really hasn't hit it big yet. I should check her out. Paul Stanley said so. And, of course, name-dropping Dusty Springfield. (laughs) Relax. And it's going to get worse. We're going to see him on the cruise in one of those events. Uh, Cooking with Paul. I thought he was going to say best lead singer, best best singer since fucking the lead singer from Thunder. <laughs> lead singer, a cradle of filth. <laughs> oh, Jesus. My God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we on this kiss cruise, our friends have got playlists together. We are going to hear so much bad music with Sonny, Steve, and Tony. Oh, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be bad. And you know what's going to happen? And you know what's even going to be worse? Hey guys, we're all just sitting around, hanging around, having a couple beers. Let me, let me, let me play this album for you. No, but we're we're sitting here. Just listen to it. No, (laughs) I would rather hear some fucking old guy walk by, farting out "Love Gun" than fucking listen to your new music. Honestly, the ship can hit an iceberg before I listen to one of their playlists. Speaking of farting, here we go. Somebody found that fucking awful photo of the Ripper. 
and those and those fucking jorts that she has got on, dude. And she's got like one leg down, and <laughs> one leg. <laughs> somebody, somebody had to have told her about us because that is not a natural, normal way to stand. Like <laughs> nobody stands like that for the camera unless you are aware of what's going on on social media. That is like I want the most free like it's free like tunnel available for it to come out i don't want any encumber- i don't want any encumbrances i want i, I want exactly. i want a free shoot oh my god it is and then it just looked, i think i put a guy looks like she can shit like a bear is she going on the cruise oh my god Imagine we'll be sitting there and all of a sudden you got a slap across the face. I mean, not the Ripper. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> My God, how old are we? <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. This is a fucking brutal episode. Do we have a topic this week? <laughs> We're shitting on everything this week. That's Seriously. Huh. I think we should change the title. Just shitting on everything. There you go. Cruise prep. Just shit on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have a title, Tom. Yeah. But before we get to it, I got to go get a cork and stick it up the ripper's ass so it doesn't fucking stink up everywhere. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh, we're back. Open up all the windows and fumigate the recording area. <laughs> all right, Tom. Tour time. Yes. The Freedom to Rock Tour. Yes. Right? So um, we actually, as we said earlier, we actually saw this tour when it came to uh, Worcester. But the uh, tour, as we do with all these tours, we talk a little bit about the uh, set list. We talk about the costumes, the stage. We go through some of the significant dates of that tour. 
And then we rank them against the other previous tours that we've discussed so far. So the Freedom of Rock tour was out in 2016, Tom. The whole 2016. So it didn't go into uh, 15 or it wasn't, didn't start in 15 and didn't go into 17. Um, the tour was uh, another one of these patriotic things that Kiss was into at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically the big thing about this was at some point towards the end, they would uh, bring out the mayor or whatever city they were in, and someone would come out and get a big ass fucking um, check. Paul Stanley would yell at us like he was my third grade teacher telling us to be quiet. And then he would read the, what do you call it? The Pledge of Allegiance. Like I was literally back in third grade in the 80s. Well, he wouldn't just read the Pledge of Allegiance. He made everybody in the arena do it. Stand up, take your hat off, and we're doing it now. Which, okay, let's let's be clear about patriotism and Pledge of Allegiance. It's wonderful. But I'll tell you, I, I felt like it's got its place. I felt I felt like that scene in Christmas vacation when they're having dinner and that crazy aunt, instead of saying grace, she starts doing the Pledge of Allegiance and Clark stands up and he's like looking around. I was like, I pledge allegiance to the. Fl- oh, yeah. OK, well, are we doing this right now at a kiss show? And again, again, we're being half joking, half serious here. It, I get it. But it was a, it was a weird it was an unusual thing to see it at, at a show. Oh, it was brutal. Uh, you, you're yeah. being more diplomatic than well, I. Oh, yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. You're not going to do a pledge. First of all, a pledge of allegiance? Dude, I'm sorry, dude. It has its place. It's not in the, at the end of a rock concert. You just saw everybody now sober up. Put the weed away. We're all going to do the pledges of allegiance. Like, come on. It's just fucking like in the middle of a concert, you're telling 17,000 fucking people or 5,000, depending on where it is. It's fucking Nazi. Like everybody do the pledges of allegiance. Who the fuck are you? That was fucking, weird. It's just, it, it, it was just weird. Awkward. It's, awkward. It, and it's, and it's, and it's weird. Cause when I think about this, that's like the first thing that pops into my mind. Yeah, from this, like tour. this patriotism, Nazism, fucking nationalism shit. Like what the fuck is this dude? Am I at a kiss concert? Half the people next to us are fucking shit faced or stoned out of their mind. They're making us do it like in the way he was like, hey, everybody stand up, take your hats off. I pledge allegiance. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I mean, it's one thing to come out with the like the honor guard and members of the military first responders and present the money and the and and you know that was great. And, and just specifically speaking, they partnered up with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the Hiring Our Heroes program. Um, and Gene said that they had a deal with, with the Chamber of Commerce. Every single one of the cities that they were going to, they're giving veterans jobs, which means they're getting paid. Um, and then he goes on to praise the vets. Um, he said the, the band also went the additional step of donating to uh, a charity at each show. Um, they said it was more than just purely patriotism. It was about freedom for the band to celebrate themselves and what they have stood for, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know. Whatever we know, that they're big fans of, of of veterans, and they and they should be. Um, so that that whole thing was I nice, but it, 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 it before it, the it, concert, it went it went overboard with the pledge of allegiance. Let's be serious. Yeah. Do the shit before the concert. Why I agree. You have to fucking pat yourself on the back in front of all of us. Yeah. Do it. Do some publicity. Show them up. Give them enough respect and time. Give them tickets because they did have tickets to the show. Because yeah. I remember when we would go, we would there was see a, a whole, bunch of we saw a bunch people. of. Yep. Yeah, and that's yep. all fantastic and great. Yep, but not two songs before the end of the fucking t- concert. 
Yeah, they yeah, stopped the, they stopped the show for that and then go into the Star Spangled Banner and then the encore. So it was just oh, a weird it was a weird setup. It was a weird really setup. Weird. Yep. Anyways, that was the other big thing. Yep. And then um I just remembered like hmm, this seems to be kind of I don't know, deja vu because we had seen them not too long ago with basically the same kind of costumes, with basically the same kind of set list. And, you know, the stage is a little bit different, but, you know, seeing the end of the road tour and then seeing this and going back to one of our previous tours, the hottest show on earth tour, they're like, "Mm, there's not much difference going on the last, I don't know, 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, this was so 2016. This is when Kiss was kind of just. You know, I think Zeus said it best one time, you know, how can we miss you when you won't go away? Yeah. Kiss was just touring every year, which for a band that we love, that was great. We saw them a lot. You know, they did the thing with Molly Crew. They did the thing with Poison. They would come around and do they did the thing with Def Leppard. Like they were torn all the time and we would just go and go. And it was just the idea of going to a Kiss show and being part of the environment. But it looking back, you know, now that we have the podcast, here, you go back and you research and you start to compare and you're like, Jesus, like they really haven't budged in, you know, 15, 20 plus years on costumes are very, very similar. Stage set is very similar, except for the end of the road. I'll give them credit on that. They got creative with that set list. Very similar. We're going to get into some set list comments here because in, uh, you know, give credit to Julian Gill for his book, Kiss on Tour, uh, 1973 to 2020. The book's over 700 pages long. Um, and it breaks down the Freedom to Rock tour. And there's some quotes here from Paul and Gene about the set list. Very, very interesting that we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah, it, I find this stuff to kind of be like, hmm, it, it it seems like, are we repeating us? Didn't we just do? Well, wait a minute. Oh, but that was a different tour, was it? Huh? Yep. I, you start thinking about it. You're like, well, wait a minute. Yep. This is why they have a hard time being 100% sold out. But if you look at the two biggest bands, legendary bands out there right now that are still alive and kicking, the Stones, Metallica, both are known and talk about it recently about pulling new songs. The Stones still do the friggin' poll. Hey, what song would you rather hear, this or this? Uh, Metallica just had a big article and talking about, like, we're not a nostalgia act. you got to change the songs and the set list. And so I think they were saying, Tom, they had like 60 songs that they could go to. Yep. They know they play, may not play as great, but there's 60 songs they could pull out anytime. And when they do like a three fucking show in a row kind of place, like each night should be different. Yep. Right. That ain't happening here. And speaking of where we saw the show, so attendance on the show is very interesting. So we saw them in Worcester, Massachusetts, suburb of, uh, you know, outside west of Boston, big city in uh, in Massachusetts. And we saw them at the DCU Center, which used to be known as the Centrum. Smaller venue, you know, smaller than the, than the Garden in Boston. Um, capacity is about, according to this book, it was about 7,500 available tickets for this. They only sold 5,600. So they were at 75%. And I remember specifically at this show, and I'm sure you guys have seen this if you've been to venues where the band hasn't sold out. They put up black curtains up around the top, the top area to kind of black it out so you're not seeing all these empty seats. I remember seeing that when we got into our seats and being like, wow, this, this is really small. So you got 5,600 people. And that was about 
the average. It was, it was, you know, there were some venues that were a little bit bigger. Um, if there were some fairs, they might be a little bit bigger, but you know, they were doing around, you know, between 52, 5,500, give or take, um, for that. They did a couple festival events that were getting close to seven and 8,000, but this was not a big, this was not a big tour by any stretch of the imagination in terms of, uh, attendance and tickets. What's the difference in this tour and every other tour they did the previous three or the next two after this? They're all the same. Yeah. So nothing has changed. So prior to end of the road, there was no hunger for this to be the last kiss tour. Right. And now it, when we're reviewing the freedom of rock tour, you would say kiss was stale then. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great, I was just going to say it. There was nothing going on in kiss world in 2016. No, it's other, the nostalgia other, act. Right. Right. Other than the cruise, which, which was happening in November, uh, you know, and th- this tour wasn't even announced until April. Uh, and it was only 40 dates and it went July, September. So a summer, summer, fall tour. So it, it was just a way to get out there and perform. And we went to it and we had, we had a good time, but it was just a nostalgia. Let's just tour to make sure people pay attention to us type event. So think about it before the, uh, we did Sonic. Uh, they did Sonic boom over Europe. They do the hottest show on earth tour, which we just talked about uh, 2010, 2011. Then they do the tour with Motley Crue, right? Yep. The tour. Yep. Then they release Monster. So that makes sense. The Monster Tour. Yep. They play a couple songs and boom, those are gone. Then they do the 40th anniversary tour. Then Freedom of Rock. Then the Kiss World Tour. And then End of the Road. Do you see a pattern here? If it's the same, basically, I would say 17 to 25 songs. The same ones. No doubt. The last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if yep. they throw out one song different, everyone's like, ah! And then after halfway through the tour, that song's gone. Yep. And and for this, they claim that, um, it, you know, in Julian's book, he says, targeting the tour at markets that were irreverently referred to as B markets, uh, lower venue capacities, less of a metropolitan demographic. Um, and because of that, the band adjusted their stage show accordingly. Uh, they did their stage was not huge by any stretch. We'll get, we'll get into that a little bit yeah, more. It's kind of like talk. the lost cities tour. They do exactly. About, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Cause when they came to Worcester, they didn't come, they did not come to Boston for this, which is why we went to the Worcester show. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're, they had a smaller set, smaller set list, smaller stage and the costumes. So let's talk about the costumes. Okay. Go ahead. I think we did already on the hottest show on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between the hottest show on earth the freedom to rock tour and the current I, end of the road, end of the road tour, basically the same. The only big difference for me is this is probably cause I'm a gene guy. Gene does gene right now. And the end of the road does not have spikes on his armor. He had spikes in this. There's a couple very subtle differences, differences to the breastplate in, in yeah. some of the, some they of the, like shins. the stitching. Yeah. The- yeah. Paul's boots are a little bit different. Uh, there's some subtle differences to Tommy's V that he's yeah. wearing, but it's, it's basically the same, the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. So is there much to it? Nah, that's as far as the, the costumes go. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the stage. So want to give us a brief description, Tom? Yeah. So because they were at smaller venues, obviously this is 2016. So you didn't have the big pods like they had an end of the road. They just had a one big giant video screen behind them. It would show the Kiss logo or it would show videos of the band or, you know, if they're playing a certain song, it might have some graphics. Um, it had, you know, obviously the areas for the bombs and the flash pots and the fire and stuff. But the stage itself, there was a lot of room between 
the edge of the stage and Eric Singer's drums. There's not, it's just, they're just kind of walking around. There's not a lot going on at the end of the show. After they do the thing with the pledge of allegiance and the star spangled banner, there's some platforms that kind of go out and lift over the, over to the crowd. Eric Singer has the drum riser, uh, but it is a, it's a fairly simple uh, stage set, which I don't mind. Uh, I've said before, sometimes there's too much going on. Kiss is a visual band. I want to pay attention to the four members. I don't like to be overwhelmed with a lot of other stuff. I like the members with some, maybe some video, the big kiss sign, maybe some, you know, obviously the bombs and the fire. So I I didn't have a problem with this stage show. It's a a little bit different than the hottest show on earth, which had the kiss sign in the middle and then video screens on the side. So I didn't have a problem with this, with this setup. So this one had like metallic, like, I don't know if they're speakers, but metallic, like a stage setting. Yep. And like, it became like a circular thing for uh, Eric's drums. And then they had the arms. And yep. at the end, the riser would go up. You know, it, at one point, the three of them are a span, a Star Spangled Banner go up. But then at the end, when they rock and roll night, Tommy and Gene would come out. Yep. And the confetti would fall and all that shit was going on. So it was, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I mean, for a small venue and, and the DCU center is small and I'm sure people listening were, were on this tour and saw this. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. I thought, it, I thought it was good. And my memory, my memories of this show are I, I, pretty, pretty positive memories of this show. I mean, yeah. I, it was a good crowd. It was a fun crowd. I mean, granted it wasn't very big, but I mean, I, I remember uh, walking away from it, you know, enjoying ourselves. I remember one of the things that stuck out for, for, for me. And I remember us commenting was that the dead daisies opened up for them and the dead daisies sounded fucking fantastic. That I, I remember that we're like, Holy shit, these guys sound excellent. So that was a, that was a nice opening. They didn't have a freaking painter. They actually had a rock band. Yeah. They originally started the tour with Caleb Johnson. Yes. Who was uh, American idol winner. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until like the middle of the tour, August 8th. And then the dead daisies open up on the next tour, August, the uh, next day, I think it's August 10th. So those are the two main things. In the meanwhile, other tours were having like combination of major artists or like they're doing now, like someone would have a real strong backing band as their opener. One of them, I mean, was Def Leppard, who we saw previous to this with Kiss. Yep. Then Def Leppard came back and they had Ario Speedwagon and Tesla open up. Mm-hmm. Now, we like the Dead Daisies, but the Dead Daisies ain't drawing shit mm-hmm. compared to those other two artists. So this is the kind of thing that Kiss was doing even back then. I mean, if you think about it, who was the last real big band that Kiss took out with them? Buck Cherry, David Lee Roth <laughs> for fucking five shows. I mean, come right, on, right? I'm seeing seriously. No, While you're all right. All these other artists were adding like decent uh, opening bands or legendary bands. Well, some this of them, some, like, no, we're not paying anybody. Yeah, and some of them will co headline. Like you said, they did Poison, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, like contemporary, they're, they're contemporaries, and those shows were fun because the crowds were energized because you were seeing it was like a co headlining show. They're not doing that. No, no. And that's the sad thing. Yep. So we talked about the stage. We've talked about the costumes. Let's get to the set list. Okay. Stop us if you've heard this before. So the main set list throughout the tour was this. And I'll tell you the songs that they switched out. They opened up with DRC. 
course, then Deuce, then shout it out loud, cast. To me, deja vu. Yeah. But also to me, I think that's the best way to open up their concerts. I agree. I'm not going to okay. argue with that. Yep. And then Paul settles down right after because it goes one, two, three, and you're like, what the fuck? Yep. What a way to open. Okay. Then after Shout It Out Loud, uh, they played Do You Love Me? I Love It Loud. They brought Flaming Youth of all songs to bring back as a deep cut. Flaming <laughs> we, al- youth. we always bitch about deep cuts and they bring that one in. Yeah. <laughs> God of Thunder. Cycle Circus, Tommy started doing Shock Me, Yep, Cold Gin, Lick It Up, War Machine, Love Gun, Black Diamond, mm-hmm. Beth as Encore, Star Spangled Banner as Encore, Rock and Roll All Night. Yep. Now, if you include Star Spangled Banner, 17 songs on this tour. Now, one big thing I want to make a point is a couple times they would switch these songs in and out. Um, or they played them in the beginning. One of the songs was Creatures of the Night. The other was Calling Dr. Love, 100,000 Years, Strutter, and I Was Made for Loving You. Uh, Beth was actually played uh, electronically, too, which was different. Yep. It wasn't fucking fake piano or acoustic. Right. Or background stuff, but it was Beth electronically. Yeah. Um, that was the uh, set list, Tom. Sound familiar? So, yeah, of course, the set list is the same. And, of course, Paul has some interesting comments because he tries to blame the set list for being stale on Ace and Peter, that they couldn't learn new songs. So, oh, we have to keep the set list the same. It's yeah, in his same. book. Yeah, right? in his book, Face the Music. Um, came out 2014. Correct. So we're talking two years earlier. Two years bitching. before. He was blaming the stale set list on Ace and Peter's inability to learn new songs. Oh, okay. And then, of course, you got the same things that he's saying. Oh, handful of people are going to know this song as opposed to the people that are going to know all these songs. So he has this scripted, this whole set list Q&A, you know, interview response. What What do you think about the set list? So you started by blaming the stale set list on Peter and Ace's inability to learn new music. That was your talking point. You were parroting that. Well, now you're in 2016. Now you're in 2021. Now, which is it? Yeah. Five years you've been saying this. So remember in his book, he was like, I had to come up with stupid answers, scripted answers to answer people's questions. So you continued that. But now you're fitting your narrative with the same scripted answers. When people ask you, why are you still doing the same set list? And instead of blaming Ace and Peter, he's blaming us. Yeah. The audience. Who? You, you the fans. Fans. yeah, you suck. It's your fault. I have to play the same fucking stupid songs over and over again. Yeah. And they say stuff like, oh, we don't want to change up the set list. The set list is great. And if it's great, why change it up? Well, first of all, who's telling you it's great? Then again, Metallica, who will still outsell you right now. Oh, my God. Sell out everything. Doesn't do it. The Rolling Stones, who are fucking a bunch of crypt keepers out there on stage, can change it up. The Rolling Stones is putting out fan polls on their social media, voting for songs to be added to the set list. They're in their fucking 80s. Yeah. They're changing songs on the fly. Yep. Yep. So the, the, the set list thing has been around for a long time. But to hear these quotes and to read what or, or, or to see what Paul was saying back 
in 2014 and then commenting about freedom to rock. And here we are 2021. It just, it, it, it's amazing. It's interesting. Again, we're going to, like, you know, make come across as the bad guys here. Right? We're not. We're just trying to fucking point out the absurdity of their fucking statements. Simply say, we can't do it. These are the songs. This is what we're going out with. But then they should have said, yeah, we made a mistake by playing these same songs earlier. We should have played some more deep cuts. But now that we're on the end of the road, because I'll bring up a point, because when we start going through some of these dates, I'll bring up a point specifically on that. Good. Um, So looking at these dates, the tour starts in July 4th, uh, Casino del Sol Resort, Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) Cue the edit. Um, with a 5,000 capacity place there, Tom. Yep. All right. So that set list was a little bit different than what they may, mo- um, mainly would play because they had had 100,000 years in it. They had Calling Dr. Love. Um, but still, you're looking at about 17 songs there, Tom. Mm-hmm. Had, creatures, had Creatures of the Night. But. Yeah, Creatures of the Night was in there, too, originally, mm-hmm. which gets, I think, replaced by Do You Love Me? Yep. So they start on the fourth there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, the next one I want to kind of bring up here, and I think that was kind of funny, was on July 15th in Spokane, uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy writing the review for the papers. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yep. Paul, who lost his shirt early on, yells on the microphone. All right, Spokane, you want the best. You got the best. Throughout the night, Stanley, in a tone somewhat reminiscent of a nagging grandmother, introduces nearly every song. In the process, he probably says the name Spokane more times on stage than any artist in history. Oh, my God. Which reminds me of our our episode where we reviewed the bootleg one that just came out, where everything was like, Oh, my God. Yep. A hundred times he said it. So people are picked up on that even then. Yep. That's what fucking stood out for me. Yep. Um, July 16. Sold out. Sold 5, out. 5,032. Yep. The Breeden Fieldhouse in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, okay. Apparently, Gene wiped out during rock and roll all night. That Poor night. Gene. How many times has he wiped out in his career? I know. Yeah. Over on the 18th of July, they head over to World Arena in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just under just under 5,000 people there. Yeah. One of the things that was mentioned in there, Paul is doing his, how many people here are seeing Kiss for the first time? Yeah. And the guy makes a point. That almost like more actually says more than half the audience erupted in cheers. So the guy says, writing the article about it, that's when it hits me. Kiss will always find a new audience. And because they always deliver the goods. So he's right. So they do get new people. I don't know. Is that what we're going to get thrown in our face when he says, See, because we get half the people, they've never heard fucking us play Love Gun or this song or this song. I don't care. How many bands have I seen that I'm like, I don't know this song. Or I don't know this song. Or oh, I wish they played this. Or they, 
That's part of the fucking thing. Nobody's going to walk on. Oh, fucking. I fucking hate Guns N' Roses. They didn't play coma. Oh, I fucking blow. Like, come on, dude. But unfortunately, comments like that and things like that, that, that does feed into what Paul's saying. He's like, yeah, see, you're right. We are a nostalgia act, but we're also building new. We're building a new audience every time we come around. Yeah, but. Well, I'm not defending the, the set list. You're having the lasers, the lights, the fucking blood, yeah. the raising, the flying across stage, the fucking enormous fireworks and all that shit going on. Yep. For somebody that's new that doesn't know all their songs, do you think they it's a, it's a difference if fucking they played, um, I don't know, Take Me right. instead of Say Yeah? But we've said this before. You, 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 you know, we love to talk about the set list. Kiss fans love that. But, you know, okay, you threw Flaming Youth in there. That's great. That's a deep cut. I don't really particularly like it. But you think a new fan or, or a fan that maybe have seen them for the first time knows every word to Creatures of the Night? Or or or, or I Love It Loud? Or, or you know, Psycho Circus? So you, you do, you're doing a little bit of this for your own good, too, as opposed to giving the fans what they want, too. The other thing to consider, Tom, is they only did 17 songs for this tour, which is interesting because they they now I don't know if that's because the Dead Daisies were a true opening act that were on stage for a little bit. I don't Maybe. know. But the other part to us is then that means the four, I don't know, four, four or five songs that are mandatory that have to be played Correct. in your end of the road really aren't mandatory. Right. If you think of it that way. Yep. So that means you could substitute them. It's true. It's true. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. But, it, but these are the kind of things I would love to pick their brain and be like, can you tell me why you added Flaming Youth? I'm not going to tell you that I hate the song. It, it's okay. And, and, you know, it's fine. I mean, I, you know, they, they they played it when, when we saw them, which which was great. It's not on any fucking compilation. It was never a hit or anything. I no. can see if they said King of the Nighttime World. So then... Uh, let's go over to July 29th, or uh, they're at Cheyenne Frontier Day Arena, Cheyenne, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Reported audience, 25,000? I don't understand that. The, the, the only thing I can think of, ah, here we go. The capacity figure comes from Florida Georgia Line's 2016 event closing on July 30th. The arena technically has a seating capacity of 19,000. So I don't even understand what the hell that means. So was there 19,000 or 25,000? I don't know. But I like that the guy that comments on this and says, Eric Singer is a great talent. Strong background vocal harmonies really saved Paul yep. throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2016. Yep. 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 Over on August 1st in Mankato, Minnesota at the Verizon Wireless Center. Yep. Paul yeah, points that. out. Did you see this part? I did. Go ahead. As Paul Stanley pointed out, the music is live and the singing is real. <laughs> so why do you change? Why do you, say, why do you say that, though? But why are you saying that the music is live and the singing is real? Is the singing not live? Well, that's what I'm saying. Why are you saying that? Like, why would you bring like... Why would you say that and draw attention to that so that people like me and you can be like, what did you just say? They were talking about lip singing back then. Of course they were. 
So if the music is live and the singing is real, that's two different descriptions. That is right. Because the singing can right? be real, but it can be tracks. Yeah, exactly. I really did that two weeks ago. I yep. sang that. Oh, no, that's, that's real. real. Yeah, that's that's real. It's just from last month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I read that. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is that? Yep. yep. Um, and then they talk about like a bathroom break excuse for when Flaming Youth comes on. I'll be honest. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to our tour and we'll talk about it. I don't want to. I should just hold off on that. Um, August 2nd, they did a charity event, uh, apparently a private home in Lake Minnetonka, Minnesota, Tom, and uh, 900 people there. In KISS, Gene Simmons donated $100,000. And then he quickly turned around. That was for cameras. I'd like my check back. Oh, that's very nice. The other envelope has a hundred. <laughs> Keep that one. Keep the monopoly money. <laughs> I signed it. That's worth something. Now uh, for that charity event, they played got to choose. Yes. Yep. Imagine if there's, if they said to you, we're going to play six songs. And one of them was a star spangled banner. That counts. You know, the part where I go, Oh yeah, that's another. Oh, God, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Rockets red glare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another. <laughs> exactly. You owe me extra for overtime. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then August 8th, Tom, they're over in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The BMO, B.O. Harris Bradley Center. Uh, apparently, that's the last show for Caleb Johnson that we discussed. But that says capacity 19,000. Yeah, I'm not buying that because the show before that had 5,000 and the show after that had 6,000. I don't know. And then you got a full, there's a video of that supposedly on YouTube, supposedly. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, apparently, there's a part in this uh, review. This guy must be a big fan of the band because uh, he says, the dumb pleasures of Detroit Rock City, the set openings gambit, overruled the hoarseness that shaved range and clarity from Stanley's voice, which in any condition has never been mistaken for Robert Plant's howl. Yikes. Yeah. So people are picking up on Paul's weak voice at this point, 2016. So no one's really saying too much about his voice now. Well, I, I'll tell you right now, in terms of concerts that have that stick into my mind, this one, you know, pretty good memories, but we'll get to it eventually. But when they, when we saw them with Def Leppard, which oh, was a few, brutal. which was a few years before this, I remember I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, like that was horrific. That was the one concert that sticks in my mind as brutal. Yeah, we'll get real to bad. That. We'll get our, to that. And our friend Jimmy was like, "I'm never seeing them again." Yep. I'll oh yeah, he was like, that. "That's that's that's that was horrific." Yep. Yeah, August 10th, we talked about that. The Resh Center Ashua Banan, Green Bay, Wisconsin. I know I fucked that up. Uh, that's <laughs> when uh, the Dead Days finally opened up. Yes, they were um, awesome. But one other point, the set list that I described in the beginning, Yep. on August 3rd, that's the set list that would basically last the rest of the tour. Yeah, that's the one that we got. And it's yeah. pretty much the same one. Yeah. All the way through. Yep. And the, the, the interesting thing about that is six of the nine songs on Destroyer are on that set list. 
which is insane. Which is fantastic. If you think about yeah. it. Okay, for you it is. I mean, yeah. obviously, I love you know. Didn't mean de- you know Detroit. They're missing City. night. Uh, King of the nighttime world. Great, Great expectations. In sweet pain. Yep. Everything else is in there. Yep. Untitled doesn't count. Yeah. Rock and roll party. Yeah. Over on August twentieth, uh, Rick Nielsen from uh, Cheap Trick comes out and joins him for an encore of uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Tom. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is at the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford, Illinois. What are these BMO fucking BO centers? I don't know. Yeah, the the BMO Harris Bradley Center in Milwaukee, the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford, Illinois. Fuck them. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself. BMO Harris. So okay. Who's Harris? <laughs> Why do we know a Harris? Is that from a movie? Harris. Brian Harris? <laughs> no. I know. Don't get him started with uh, Sterlino. Sterlino. Oh, God, no. Those no, two no, no. were going at it for a bit. Yep. Uh, you need to kiss on, and make up. Yes. August 24th. Go to that one. And that is at Huntington Center, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, yeah, and this was, the one, this was the one where a tornado stopped the show. No. <laughs> Gene was tweeting, believe it or not, a tornado was right over our head. The show, stop the show! (laughs) You know, Kiss played through a tornado, son. Dead Daisies had to cut their set a little bit short. Yeah, Um, But yeah, that was another venue that had about 5,500 people. But I like that the the author of the uh, review said, I'll take a Paul Stanley vocal with a little wear and tear over auto-tuned artists and pre-recorded tracks any day of the week. Oops. <laughs> Are you sure that's not what you just heard? But I look right at your face. Maybe it wasn't you. Wasn't me. <laughs> well, here we go, Tom. Yep. September 3rd, DCU. 5656. Two of those people were me and you. That's right, baby. 75% capacity of the 7541. Um, that was our show. Yeah. Now, we have, I have like, I'm like, uh, Tom, here's some photos from that day. And you fucking text me. Dude, you sent me over 91 photos. <laughs> I think they're still freaking downloaded. <laughs> we had fun time. Remember we walked in and we were seeing all the people in line, the kiss makeup people. Oh, my and God. We had those fucking wicked photo bomb photos of them in line with us. It was and, so fun. And then we met Gene in his fucking smoking jacket, bathrobe fucking oh, was, thing. That yeah, was great. Yep. There was a Gene impersonator <clears throat> there. Yep. Oh my God. We went to the show and we're going to be honest with you. We loved it. We oh, were yeah. super impressed. We thought they sounded awesome. Uh, we were right in front of the part where Paul jumped in. And landed right in front of us, shaking his cock in front of right us. in front of us. Yep, and that's where that's where our friend Rick and his young son, who painted his face, was there. I think he was taking him to his first Kiss concert. He sat right right near us. Did he? Uh, because then we ran, didn't we run into him that end of the road? Yeah, was it yeah. twice we met them? Yeah, because okay. his 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 son is a is a Kiss freak just like us. Unfortunately, he can't listen to this podcast, but. <laughs> Why? Why? He doesn't want to call dad. Dad, who's Peter North? Dad, wh- what does it mean to be drunk off of cock? 
But don't forget, you forget one, another great memory of this show. Buying our illegal parking lot duffel bag T-shirts <laughs> off the guys that sleep under bridges outside of the DCU center. So that's where most of my court sessions go for bankruptcy court. Right next to the DCU uh, center. The registry deeds is over there. Yeah. Bankruptcy <clears throat> court is over there. The U.S. trustees offices are over there. So I'm there all prior to fucking the pandemic i'm over there once a week in hearings and shit yeah yeah so every time i drive by the dcu center i'm like oh this whole fucking city smells of weed this oh, fucking whole yeah. Place. Oh. oh yeah and i think of those fucking fun times we've yep. concerts there yep. um and then we saw them at uh, i think uh was it an end of the road there too no, we saw. Um, Didn't we see them one time, or was it this concert that I remember? We were in the fucking parking lot for a while. That was and, this one. Yeah, yeah, because the parking garage across the street, we were on the very top, and there's only one way out. So we put we put Kiss on shuffle, and I remember the list. I'm like, why is every fucking song off a of Sonic Boom coming up on shuffle right now? No, and that's when I started playing a lot of Gene Simmons solo on there, and you're like, oh asshole. Yeah, you listen to the asshole album, Black Tongue, and all yes. the songs. You're like, get this shit off. And that's <laughs> what I was like. And I think that's when we were like, are we really going to do this podcast thing? Yeah, and that was in because 2016. We, yeah. Right? Yep. We were yep. starting to think about doing it back then. It kept so, it kept coming up in the conversation. We're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So anyways, that's the DCU Center. Um September 10th is the show at Big Sandy Arena in Huntington, West Virginia. That was sold out. 6,109. Yep. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Then this is the embarrassing one. So yes. for, for some reason, September 10th, they finished, sold out. They're like, whoo, this is great. They take time off. They come back October 29th on Mohegan Sun. We've seen Kiss there. The place isn't big, but there's gambling. There's all sorts of shit. Yeah, they probably pay the artists well to go to Mohegan Sun this, because this they want the entertainment. This is fucked up, though. Yeah, this is fucked up. Of 7,413, 3,774. That is 50% in, full. That is insane. That's that is insane. That's 3,700 people. Yeah. That's, that is bizarre. So they go to one casino. To another casino from Connecticut, they fly out to October 30th in-house casino in California. Yeah, they go from Connecticut to California in one day. Look at the look at the audience for this one. 2574 capacity. It was probably a private audience. They probably made a shitload of money. Yeah, maybe. Right? And that's why Kiss is like, I don't give a shit. This will fill us up. Yep. Um, but I, I think the Mohegan one, even if they don't fill out, they make good money. Mohegan probably pays them good money because they oh, want yeah. this place yeah. to get bring in gamblers and shit like that yep um and then november 4th november 8th kids cruise so yeah so they do the show the sail away show on the fourth great set list then the indoor shows in the stardust theater on the sixth and the seventh and then on the eighth they do a solo acoustic paul stanley show wow yeah this is the shit that i'm like we talked about this mean steve wright from potter than hell you're paying more money on the Kiss Cruise, and you keep getting less and less and less. Well, this is so, great, too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, but I'm saying, where's this sadness? So 
right now the Kiss Cruise, I think, is at sixty percent capacity because a lot of the non uh, Americans can't come onto the cruise, so right. it's not even full. Better for us, yep. no offense, because it's not a full cruise. But you want to fill this thing up? Why isn't it? They're not having a Eric. Uh, don't say Eric. Say a Catman acoustic set where all the Catman sings all Catman songs. Or a Spaceman acoustic set where Tommy's doing all the fucking Ace and Tommy songs acoustic. And then Paul does this. And then Gene does this. Is it too much to ask? Well, you, well, I agree. But you're missing the big point. So this Paul Stanley solo acoustic show available for 80 people. Yeah, it was limited to the people who were buying a Kiss Cruise guitar and microphones. And the minimum purchase was $3,000 to go to that show. Yeah, because you get the guitar. Right. Okay. But you couldn't just go see the show. No. You had to but, buy the guitar. Okay. But do a show. Are they doing a show now? Is Gene doing a show for selling his bass and all those events that they're doing? They're not doing any of this shit. As far as I know. If I think Gene might be doing something. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really looked because if he, even if he did, I wouldn't pay $3,000 for it. But right. Then you know what? Instead of Tommy, play that riff. Why don't you, Tommy, sing some fucking of your own songs? Yeah. Well, black and black and black and blue is going to be on the cruise. I don't fucking want to hear that shit. I'm talking about do some spaceman songs, right? Right. Or or Eric, do some fucking I don't know songs in between talking about watches. You know. Okay. Well, hold, I hold, I'm going to hold off on the cruise bitching until the cruise happens. So I'll tell you right now, stay tuned for that crew that post cruise episode. I see this and I'm like, I know. I, I and know. then I don't know. They call it part of the tour. Uh, November 12th, they go to Mexico with some sort of a package deal. It was like, I don't know, fucking suicidal Tennessee's uh, Sacred Reich, Twisted Sister, a bunch of others. And they have a set list, which is insane, which is basically the Creatures of the Sea set list they did on the tour. Yep. So you have songs like Keep Me Coming, Radioactive, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me, uh, Rock, Rock and Roll Hell. Roll hell. Yep. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. And they end in Tijuana, Mexico. With, I think, the same set list that we've been uh, listening to since uh, August uh, the 3rd. Yep. So, and then that's how they end the, uh, basically, the tour, the Freedom of Rock tour. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing about the tour for me, my take takeaway is, it's just, again, it you can't look at things about with Kiss without looking at the big picture. So when you see this, you're like, if they took away this tour... And I get the double billing they did with Def Leppard, but then they did the Kiss World Tour. Like it would have been able to be a bigger be- uh, buildup for End of the Road Tour. I agree. But Kiss has been on that same nostalgic tour as all those other classic rock bands that no one's listening to anything new, but they're just out there. So did it need to be there? You know, I'm not sad. I'm not upset or thinking that it was a waste. I liked the tour, the concert that we went to for when we saw them. I thought it was a thousand times better than when they played with Def Leppard. Um, but it's just the redundancy of it all. The same set list, the same kind of costumes, the same, like, you know, theatrics. I don't know. Maybe fucking fly Eric Singer on a flying hot dog across the stage. Do something different. I, I just... The one, yeah, I got you. I, I got you. Believe me, I'm with you. But the one, the one thing 
I mean, the one thing I'm going to give them credit for is at least they tried something different with the end of the road stage, the pods with the visuals and the graphics, but the, the set list, I, I, you know, you look, we're talking about a tour that was start was three years before the end of the road tour started 2016. And it, the set list is literally 99% identical. Like you didn't even, you didn't. And I hate, you know, I hate, I don't want to use the word complacent or lazy, but when you do that, you're setting yourself up for people like us to be like, oh, you just, you have, you didn't even try to learn anything new for the end of the road tour. You didn't even try to learn anything new for the end of the road tour. Not one or two, nothing. It's the exact same songs you've been playing because you know, you're going to announce the end of the road tour. You're going to sell tickets. You're going to sell merch. You're going to have the cruise. Everything's going to be great. We don't need to. And guess what? They're right. But the problem is they want to just rely on, well, it's a, it's a fun show. And it okay. is. All right. But it's like seeing the Blue Man Group, and the Blue Man Group never changes its fucking app. Right. You've seen it once. Okay. Oh, I'll bring my friend out to see it with him. Okay. Right. Let me go see it again. Okay. Let me see it again. Okay. Like, you got to fucking change it up. And to them, they're thinking like people that come see us, never seen us, are like fucking blown, blown away. Right. But so what's wrong with it? We put on a great show. What's your fucking problem? Right. Dude, you know that if 50% of the people are new, then guess what? 50% of the people are your fucking loyal customers that have seen you many times. Change it up. I'm telling you right now, I will have a full blown fucking stroke if we're on the cruise and we're having this conversation. If we're having the set list conversation on the cruise, I'm going to fucking snap. This is when you're going to snap when they go, this one's become a classic. It starts off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, and you're going to go, are you fucking kidding me? On the kids cruise, you're playing say ya to me. I'm going to kill you. You do not treat me like this. That's when I go ask for assistance to find the anchor so I can tie it around my neck and jump off the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to have that conversation. So but that's the kind of shit. Anyways, I know freedom, the rock tour, not bad, but let's uh, let's figure out where we rank this tour first. Okay. Before we do that, though, yeah, we're going to do a set list, Tom. So we know we have the set list kind of set up here. Yep. OK. Yep. The main set list. We've described, and that is Detroit Rock City, Deuce, Shout It Out Loud cast, Do You Love Me, I Love It Loud, Flaming Youth, God of Thunder, Cycle Circus, Shock Me, Cold Gin, Lick It Up, War Machine, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Beth, Star Spangled Banner, Rock and Roll Night. Now, you have the options to add Creatures of the Night, Calling Dr. Love, 100,000 Years, Strutter, I Was Made for Loving You. What stays, what goes? Okay, for me, Lick It Up is coming out. You heard me. Lick it up's coming out. Creatures of the night is going in. Cold gin is coming out. And Colin Dr. Love is going in. Those will probably be my only two changes. Okay. Yep. For me, looking at this set list, I can't believe you didn't say this yet, Tom. What? Star Spangled Banner. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, you know what? I know. I wasn't even really counting that, but you're right. All right. So let, set- let me give you that. So okay. you take Star Spangled Banner out. What, go, what goes in? Or Strata. maybe you keep. So strutter. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I would take out cold gin, lick it up and star spangled banner and put in strutter, Colin, Dr. Love and creatures of the night. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, although 
of all these songs in here, Flaming Youth is probably my least favorite. Just like I left Animal in on the hottest show on earth. Tour, it's different. I'm leaving it in there because I'd like to hear it because I don't hear anything else. You know me, Tom. Psycho Circus. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Oh, I Gone. know. Gone. So the easier is what's what's out here that I like better? Calling Dr. Love I like way better. That's my favorite of those songs. So Calling Dr. Love over Psycho Circus. Um, Star Spangled Banner out. And I'm going to bring in Creatures of the Night, which I haven't heard that much of. All yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave shock me because they don't really do that that much. Oh yeah, I love. You got to leave shock me. I, I don't, don't need hundreds doing it. Yeah, I don't need a hundred thousand years. I'll take Colgin over Strutter. The only thing I'm contemplating, Tom, is do I want I was made for loving you over anything in here? No, I didn't. Although if I was going to be forced to make a change, I would take out I love it loud. Not that I don't like the song, but when it, live, it's just a plotting song. So do you take that out for I was made for loving you or not? I don't. Maybe. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm like 5149 on that one in favor of I was made for loving you. So maybe. Well, you didn't mention it originally. So let's just leave it in. OK, let's leave. Nope. Let's leave. I love it loud. So okay. that's OK. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and for me, I'm just going to stay with those three. So Psycho Circus goes out. Calling Dr. Love goes in. Um. Star Spangled goes out. Creatures of the Night goes in. And uh, I think that was it. I wasn't going to put in Strutter. I wasn't going to put 100,000 years. I'm not putting in I Was Made for Loving You. So that's what I would go for. Now, let's go to the tours, buddy. Okay. Let's go to the costumes. Okay. I don't know. The costumes. We These are the costumes. These are the tours we reviewed so far. Spirit of 76. Hot in the Shade. Hottest show on earth. Okay, Tom, do you have your ranking for uh, costumes? I do. I got Spirit of 76, Destroyer Tour, um, at number one. Right behind that is Hottest Show on Earth because it's a makeup tour. And number three is Hot in the Shade because they really weren't wearing anything spectacular, just kind of regular clothes. So, Okay, so where is Freedom of Rock, the costumes going? Again, it's very similar. It's, there's not that big of a difference, so it's kind of a coin flip. Just because we went to the show, I'm going to put it at number two. Really? Yeah, I'm going to wow. put it. Ab- I'm going to put it above hottest show on earth because it's very similar. And hot in the shade, I love that, but it's almost no, no, no non makeup quote unquote costume is going to ever beat a, a makeup costume for me. So I'll, I'll put Freedom to Rock number two just because we were there and we saw it. I'll give it the edge there. So for me, I had Spirit of seventy six one, hottest show on earth two. Hot in the Shade 3. I'm going to put this one at number three, Tom. The reason why I put a Hottest Show on Earth number two. Yeah. Because I feel like it was earlier. So it would be more original technically. I got you. Rock. Yep. That's so fair. So Rock, when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, it's nothing really new. Right. So that's the only reason. Now, okay. the, again, some, some kiss nerd is going to point out the subtleties and the difference, which we love. <laughs> and yep. we put out the kiss nerd siren for you guys to point it out, uh, please let us know. Uh, yep. Let's go over to the stage now, Tom. Okay. Uh, Want to tell us how you rank these? 
for me, number one, I got hot in the shade because uh, I was there and it was fucking fantastic with Lee on the Sphinx. Then I got behind, right behind that Spirit of 76 tour and then Hottest Show on Earth last. For this, I, I the Hottest Show on Earth stage was kind of weird because, like we said, it has the, the, the KISS logo in the middle, monitors on the side, and then other little screens doing some stuff. This was a little bit more simple with the, the, the big giant screen. It was a little bit more streamlined. So I did like that, but even still, I'm going to put it third. So hottest show on earth is going to go to the bottom and uh, I'll put this one right above that at number three. So freedom to rock is number three. Correct. Yep. All right, Tom, I had spirit of 76 hot in the shade two, hottest show on earth three. I'm going to do what you did and I'm going to put hottest show on earth in the bottom and freedom to rock is number three. Okay, cool. Okay. Yep. So one more to do, right? And that is the set list, Tom. Yep. You want to tell us what you put for a set list? Yep. So I got Hot in the Shade number one. Um, any show that opens up with I Stole Your Love is going to be tough to beat. And then I got Spirit of 76 uh, right behind that. And then Hottest Show on Earth last right now. Okay. So Freedom to Rock only had 16 songs. Hottest Show on Earth had about 21 songs, including I know I don't love I'm an Animal, but it did have a couple couple different things. They played Modern Day Delilah and you know stuff like that. It was a little bit different, but because it had more songs, it it it, it beats out Freedom to Rock. So unfortunately, Freedom to Rock's going last. Um, Spirit of 76 for me, Hot in the Shade number two, Hottest Show on Earth number three. Uh, no need to say more. I I'm with you. Freedom to Rock is last. 16 songs because we're not counting Star Spangled Banner. Yep. 16 songs versus 21, 22. Come on. Yep. Exactly. That's the only reason. They're basically the same, except they're missing a couple more. Yep. Um, so I went hardest show on earth is three and freedom rock four. Okay. All right. Now overall tour. Yep. I got Spirit of 76 Destroyer because it's just legendary and iconic. I wanted to put hot in the shade number one, but I can't. And we're talking overall. This 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 ranking yeah. here includes the set list, the stage, the costumes, the entire thing all together. So I got Spirit of 76, number one, Hot in the Shade, number two, Hottest Show on Earth, number three. Uh, we were at Freedom to Rock. We had a good time, good memories. I know it doesn't sound like we were crazy about everything, but you put the whole thing in a package. It was a great night. Uh, but even still, it's not going to beat out. Uh, hot in the shade so it's going to go number three freedom to rock will be number three for me hottest show on earth will drop to last wow and uh, and freedom to rock get, gets it just because i was there i did not see the hottest show on earth tour so wow well yep. let me uh scroll <clears throat> for my stuff i'll say for me tom on the um overall uh i had spirit of 76 hot in the shade hottest show on earth i am going to put this last really okay yeah i know we went there and we had a great time but i feel like if i went to hottest show on earth with you i would have had a great time i agree so the fact i'm not giving it bonus because i saw it with you it has a little bit of nostalgia but the fact the matter is if i went to a kiss concert and i heard modern day delilah open up yeah oh my god it'd be cool just i hear that i know plus they played songs like firehouse Crazy Nights, I'm an Animal. Yep. Right? And they had all my favorites in there, Black Diamond, Detroit Rock City, Lick It Up, you know, Do You Love Me, um, Rock and Roll All Night, 
uh, you know, and they, they, I know we're sick of it now, but they had a new song like Say Ya in the, yep, in in the set list. Well, it's all good um, points. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, like I said, I think the, I think I just gave more points for the nostalgia. You know, yeah, which and, I get you. And the stage, I know, I think the, this um, the the excuse me, the stage Freedom Rock was slightly better. The costumes really almost the same. Yep. I just find the set list with more songs and I think more deep cuts. I'll take this. So overall, I went with Freedom to Rock as my favorite for the uh, the uh, tour. So okay. that's, uh, I mean, overall, I went with Hottest Show on Earth over Freedom to Rock, but it was very close. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Tom, what we do next is this. Hi, this is Ed Spangenberg of ClickTeeShop.com, and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeeShop.com. At ClickTeeShop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired t-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. Our question of the week is from our good friend and longtime listener, Steve. He says, according to one book, the Vinnie Vincent album, the debut album, the songs Boys Are Gonna Rock, Twisted, Animal, Shoot You Full of Love, Victim, and Do You Want to Make Love, were potentially going to appear on Animalize. Which of those songs, I'm going to paraphrase his question here, which of those songs would you put on Animalize, if any, and what would you take off of Animalize to make room for these songs? This is easy. I would take While the City Sleeps Off and piss all over it, and I would put on definitely Boys Are Gonna Rock. Come on. And Paul hitting that note. Oh, Paul could pull that off in 84. Definitely. And Vinny would tone down that fucking insane solo. Yep. Wait a minute. You're telling me you're leaving murder and high heels on Animal Eyes? Yeah, I always had While the City Sleeps worse. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to actually make two choices here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own rules here. I'm going to put Boys Are Gonna Rock and shoot you full of love on Animal Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to get rid of Murder in High Heels. And although I kind of like the song, I'm going to get rid of Lonely is the Hunter. And I'm going to, repli- and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to replace those with Boys Are Going to Rock and Shoot You Full of Love. Because I now, love those songs. First of all, uh, changing the rules. Oh, you can't change the rules. No, there are no rules, Jericho. I <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, oh, we, ooh, I forgot. We're not allowed to do that. Eat a fucking dick, Tony. Oh, here we go again. In the rules. Fucking fake Italian. Oh, um, oh, God, I can't wait to throw him overboard. He tried to do an Italian off with Tommy today. It he, didn't go well. Yeah, he lost badly. Not he lost. Well. Not it didn't. It didn't go well. No, no. But if I, Tom, to go along with that, Tom, of course I would put shoot you for love over fucking uh, while well, murder and high heels. Okay. All right, I knew Definitely. you would. But I, I mean, if I had one choice, I would do Wallace's sleep. I just think Paul would hit that. That fucking opening, boys are gonna rock. Paul oh my hit god, those notes too. That would have been in, oh, that would have been insane. I agree. I agree. That would have been great. 
Great question, Steve. We love you. A longtime fan of the show. We love you. Great question. Thank you very much. And thanks to Ed from Click Tea Shop for uh, doing our question of the week uh, every week. And Tom, where can people find us? People can find us uh, primarily on our email at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. Uh, like we always say every week, we might not get around to reading every one of them on the show, but we do read all of them. So please send them, you know, comments, feedback, anything that's on your mind. You want to talk about questions, of course, because we, we read a question every week. Uh, and then, of course, all the social medias were very active in, uh, on there. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can always send us a DM on each of those as well. Uh, so please do that. Uh, and we're also part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows on there, all different genres of music. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, our excellent Patreon family, which we're extremely grateful for. And again, a big shout out to Michael Murphy this week, new Patreon family member. So thank you to that. Uh, and as our question of the week was sponsored by Ed from Click T-Shop, please go there to get your shouted out loudcast gear, your T-shirts, your album review crew T-shirts, and coming soon, we didn't forget, the Zeppelin Chronicles stuff will be there soon as well. And Tom, people can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We get stuff all the time. I get shit on Instagram constantly. And it, it's a fucking hilarious shit. Now, if Tom actually fucking gets the app on his phone maybe he could get involved in these conversations as well nope <laughs> <laughs> anyways tom archer smith asked us on instagram earlier today have you guys reviewed destroyer <laughs> nope not yet all nope. good but when you guys will it will be a banger where do you think archer's from tom the UK? It's got to be, right? Got to be. A banger? That's, that's, uh, who else used to say that? Was that a, is that a, uh, what's his name there? Is that a Nige term? Yeah, thank you. A <laughs> Nige term. That's exactly who I was thinking of, Tom. Nige Savage. With, and Mrs. With. Savage, uh, I think those fucking, uh, are two are hilarious and great. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Joyce Home Services who uh, continuously support the show. And we always want to tip the hat to them and their hardworking employees. Thank you for being fans and listeners of the show. Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys. That's great. Absolutely. And uh, Tom, people can always subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, which is getting more feedback than anything else we have on social media. Oh, it's crazy. I love it. We love our YouTube uh, subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, get on there and subscribe regardless. It's a, we the 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 comedy there is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah! Um, please give us one of those five star child reviews on Apple iTunes. When we get those, we always read those online. Uh, those are uh, a big help to us. Helps uh, move move us up the food chain and uh, gets our podcast out to more and more people. And we really appreciate when you guys do that. And if you do, please let us know. Uh, who you are if we can't tell from your review because we had that recently uh from i think it was uh bbb something yeah he and he actually emailed us and gave us his name on twitter and uh it actually helped us out a lot yeah so, good. good thank you guys for that uh and then finally i always tell people shout it out loudcast our email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com 
We love reading the emails. And even though we may not reply to you guys on the air, we do love reading them and we read them all. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, guys. Please continue to keep those reviews coming. They're awesome. So, Tom, we want to leave this with famous last words. You got any? Oh, of course. Eggs in one basket. But she threw me a bone. She was dealt a full deck, but she likes to live alone. What the fuck? Lonely is the hunter. We're talking animal eyes. I'm oh. going animal eyes, baby. Gotcha. Flaming youth, our flag is flying higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Beautiful. How does it go? Flaming you to set the world on fire goes higher and higher. Don't you know it keeps going up and up and higher? If it goes too high, you're going to get to the chopper. Yes, it can't get too high. The flaming youth. We don't want anything flaming, especially young people. Do you remember, do you remember that video a couple years back where for no reason Arnold was in like a gymnasium or something? talking to somebody and his back was turned and some kid ran up did a flying drop kick to his back. Do you remember this? <laughs> why would the, why most, did that happen? That was the most surreal thing. He's like, ah! Oh! Stop it! I'm going to fucking kick the sh- shit out of that asshole! Oh, <laughs> fucking man. got drop kick out of in the back. Why would you do that? Oh, God. Wonderful stuff. Tom, Almost time. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kiss Army. Thank you, Loudcasters. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Great stuff as always being a a part of the the show with you guys. You guys make this show, and we can't thank you guys enough. Everybody on social media, the emails, the patrons, it's wonderful. Thank you so much. And Zeus, of course, thank you, my friend. Don't forget, if you're on the Kiss Cruise, find us. Please do. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, we want that. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 